The Makeover, Episode 3 In her nervousness, Miss Tilney misjudged the time and arrived too early for her interview. She stepped into a little cafe to wait. It was crowded. Miss Tilney had to share a table with an elderly man who smiled briefly at her, indicated the empty chair, and then raised his newspaper again. She felt a little breathless and strange. A cup of tea would soon sort her out, but the cafe was really very crowded and a little hot and... Oh no, I'm so sorry! The spilt tea was scolding. A brown stain spread slowly across Miss Tilney's blouse. A little tea pooled in her lap. The girl was really very young. A stern-looking proprietor hovered in the background. Please let me clean it up. The poor girl was actually looking frightened. Miss Tilney rose to the occasion. It's absolutely nothing to worry about, my dear, she said. It's really of no great importance. Look! She dabbed away ineffectually at the stain with a serviette. It's almost all gone now. Really, there's no need to upset yourself. When the girl had gone to fetch another pot of tea, Miss Tilney's fragile courage left her. To her horror, she felt the first sting of tears. That was nice of you, said the man opposite. He'd lowered his paper and was looking shrewdly at Miss Tilney. That really was quite clumsy of her, and it's ruined your blouse. May I? He handed her a clean white handkerchief. She's young and frightened, said Miss Tilney, working a little more at her blouse. How terrible it would be not to forgive her. I was really a little afraid that her employer might be rather unkind. I meant it for your... He pointed to her eyes. Oh, dear said Miss Tilney, blushing. You must think me such a fool to be upset over such a small thing. Not at all, said the man politely. It's just that I have rather an important interview, she said. I wanted to make a good impression. He looked at her and smiled. It was a nice smile, thought Miss Tilney. I'm sure you will, he said. The interview went quite as badly as Miss Tilney had feared, the building was full of metal and marble. The girl who showed her to the room was glossy and cold. She was terribly conscious of the dark stain on her top and the lie in her curriculum vitae. The interview was short, the young man brusque. She did not have the right qualifications for the job. Miss Tilney managed a little smile. She bent to pick up her bag from her chair. Of course, of course, I see, she murmured. The expression on her face struck him. I am sure you will find a role that suits your talents better, he said hastily and not unkindly. Do you need to sit down again? For Miss Tilney had turned very pale. Through all the disappointments in her life, which in all honesty had lasted for considerably more than 46 years, her valiant spirit had remained hopeful. Now, for the first time, Miss Tilney felt despair, and it felt like death. Her heart fluttered, her head felt strange. The room began to quiver and spin around her. I think she's coming round. It was a girl's voice. She was raised into a seated position and a glass of water pressed into her hand. She's still very pale. That was a male voice. Miss Tilney opened her eyes. She was on a sofa. The young man had gone, and in his place was the elderly man from the café. The glossy receptionist was looking anxious. 
Tea with lots of sugar, said the man. Miss Tilney tried to struggle up. You're ill, he said. Bring some biscuits too, he added to the girl. You really must stay here until you feel better, said the man. He smiled. It really was a most appealing smile, thought Miss Tilney. And you must certainly tell me about yourself and what exactly my nephew Jack said that made you feel so unwell. Oh, Eleanor, said Miss Tilney a week later. She held a letter between trembling fingers. Suddenly she wept. Great sobs shuddered through her body. Diana, cried Mrs Nash. They've offered me a job, said Miss Tilney through the sobs. I am to assist the chairman. And the salary is quite enormous. She passed the letter over. Dear Miss Tilney, it said, I apologise. My nephew did not fully understand. Your experience, integrity and kindness are exactly what are needed for the role. Computer skills are not required. And then, handwritten at the bottom of the letter, under the signature, We must, after all, forgive the young their mistakes. Oh, Diana, said Mrs Nash joyfully, let's have salmon again for supper. Oh.